Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you are excited to be in the presence of God this morning? Wow. Lift up your hands. Let us pray for a moment or two. Pray that as we come before God's word, God will speak to you. God will speak to me. Pray. Even pray for the pastor. One of the ways to make sure that God speaks to you is to pray for the pastor that God will speak to him to speak to you. So just lift up your voice. I think it's a good prayer to pray. Just lift up your voice and pray and ask that God himself will speak to the pastor who's about to speak to you. He will use him as a vessel to speak to you. He won't speak his mind, but he will speak the mind of God concerning you. Lift up your voice and just pray. Father, I surrender myself. I yield myself to you as a vessel. Fill me and use me to your glory. Speak your word through me. Speak your mind through me, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let me not speak out of my own understanding, out of my own heart, out of the foolishness of my heart and out of the wickedness of my heart. But let me speak according to your will. Let me speak your word, your oracles that cannot be broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let us all leave this place blessed. Let us leave this place transformed, informed in the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray again also. This time pray for yourself. Sometimes the word of God is being spoken. God's mind concerning us is being spoken by our hearts are not ready. Sometimes our hearts are hardened. Sometimes our hearts are not ready. We want to pray for ourselves that our hearts will be open and our hearts will be ready for God's word. Just lift up your voice wherever you are. Just pray for a moment or two. Lord, touch my heart. Soften my heart. Soften my heart, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let your word pierce through my heart, Lord. Let it penetrate into my heart, Lord, and let it make meaning to me. Let it bring transformation. Let it bring enlightenment. In in the name of Jesus. Let me leave this place, Lord, filled with your truth and with direction for my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise, we give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Oh, we can't sing, but we can say Amen. Clap your hands or your land. Wow. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. Also, those of you watching us online, it's exciting to come through to you. I pray that you will be blessed. I pray that your hearts are ready for the word of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. Well, it's pretty cold this morning, but I believe that God's word will be hot enough to warm us up. Amen. amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. And it's exciting to see those of you I have not seen since we went on lockdown. It's good to see you. It's good to see that God is keeping each and every one of us alive and well. 
This pandemic is a season to turn our attention to God. To know that uh, the things we rely on, the things we depend on, the structures of this world is not what keeps us. It's actually the grace of God. The Bible says, by his mercies, we are not consumed. So, we are alive, we do well, we survive because God shows us mercy. And I pray that he will continue to show us mercy. If you agree with me, put your hands together for the Lord. Just for some 40 minutes, I want to share the word of God with you. And I want to believe that God will speak to each and every one of us. I want to read a piece of scripture from Numbers, I think, 23. Numbers 23, 19. We want to read this portion of scripture. The Bible talks about God. And the Bible says that God... He's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Is it up there? God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Is that not so? Has he not said it? Will he not do it? Has he not spoken? Shall he not make good of it or make it good? Hallelujah. So here the Bible is talking about God. And he's talking about one major attribute about God, which is the fact that God, or what differs God from man, that he doesn't lie. He says, he's not a man that he should lie. It means that one of the common attributes or characteristics of men is to lie. Do you get it? It's to lie. Yesterday, I put a story on Facebook of a guy, a lady who went into a a butchery, Okay, and then she asked the the owner of the butchery, um, "Can I have? Can I buy a chicken, please?" Then the owner went into the fridge, took out one chicken, the last chicken in the shop, and put it on this put it on the scale. I said, "Oh, it weighs 1.5 kg." And the lady said, "Oh, great! Don't you have another one which is bigger?" Then the 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 butcher took. The one on the scale went into the fridge and came back with the same chicken and put it on the scale. But this time, when he put it on the scale, he put his thumb on the scale and then just pressed it down a little. Then he weighed two kg. Then the lady said, Oh, wonderful, that's good. Can I have both of them? You get it? It's like he had cleverly beaten the lady by using the thumb to add that extra weight. But unfortunately for him, the lady said, can I have both? This, this event happened last week, last week, Thursday. Up till now, the butcher is still in the freezer looking for the second chicken to give to the lady because the lady is waiting for two. Do you get it? So men lie. Men lie. I'll marry you. Then after some time, they change the plan. They change the plan. I mean, <laughs> I'll do this. I'll be with you forever. Then after that time, say, no, I won't be with you again. Do you get it? I mean, they, they take people to court for unfulfilled promises. But the Bible says God is not like us. What makes him different? He doesn't lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. The word repent here is the word change or change his mind. 
If he says, that's why it, the next thing goes to is what he has. Has he not said it? Will he not do? If he tells you, I will do this, he does it. Has he not said it? Will he not do? Has he not spoken it? Will he not make good of it? Hallelujah. So we see a God who doesn't change, who keeps his promises, who keeps his word. Now, God intends for us to be like him, to be people. I'm sure as I'm talking, there are some of you looking at me right now, or at, I'm sure they are at home. Those of you at home, I'm sure there are some of you who have promised people I will marry. Even one particular guy, usually when he comes to church, he sits around the side. He, he comes to mind right now. <laughs> That have you not said to a girl that I will marry you all and I'll be with you forever? Okay, maybe you didn't get that far. You just said I will be with you forever. But today you are not with the person. So people change. But that is not the nature of God. God's nature is to be faithful, to remain the same. You can, Bible says, God is faithful. The, 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 the phrase God is faithful appears in the Bible so many times. God is faithful. God is faithful. And the Bible says, a faithful man who can find. Now, I'm preaching to you today to get you to be as God. To be faithful. If you say this is your church, it must be your church forever. You don't change your mind about it. You don't change your mind to tomorrow. You know, the way life is, things happen in life. We go through rough patches in life. Even this pandemic, it's a global rough patch. How many of you agree with me? It's not just, you see, sometimes you are going through a rough patch, but your neighbor is okay. Do you get it? Your neighbor is okay. He's fine. But this one, all of us are going through a rough patch at the same time. Things happen. But when things happen, God doesn't change his mind. God doesn't change his mind about something I belong to, something I'm a part of. He doesn't change his mind about what he has said to us. He doesn't. He stays with it. And God is calling on us to also be like that. To be people who are with something. If you choose to be with something, you are with it forever. Or for the lifetime of the thing. Hallelujah. God is expecting that from you. I mean, let me ask you a question. How many of you will, will, will be happy if maybe three years from now, you, the next thing you hear, I come to church, I announce, I will not be your pastor again. I've decided to become a mechanic in downtown. How many of you will be happy? Ah, I'm surprised. I'm going to mechanic business. Ah, you, you don't want that. You want me to be with you forever. How many of you want, to, want me to be with you? If you want me to be with you forever, give me a wave. Give me a wave. No, I will not be angry if you don't. I'll just mark you and know you. <laughs> In the same way, I also want you to be with me forever. God has, I, I want, just as you want me to be your pastor forever, I also want you to be my members forever. And when I say my members, I mean members of this church. This church is blessed to be a church that is a global church. By the grace of God, as of now, we are in 94 countries in the world. And we are trying to go to 190 countries. Every country, even Japan. Even Japan. 
even Saudi Arabia, even Iraq. Can you imagine? One day, one of you will be the pastor in Iraq, Baghdad. Yeah, Fariji will be a nice pastor in Baghdad. Yeah. So I met, when we call him, so yesterday I met Saddam Hussein and his children, his grandchildren. I said, oh, powerful, powerful. Hallelujah. Do you get it? We also want you to be permanent members of this church. Not members who are here when there's, you see, why was I talking about the hustle and troubles, the storm? In Luke, Luke chapter 6, in Luke chapter 6, verse, verse 48 is where we are going to, but Jesus begins to talk about people who hear the word of God. And he likened those who do them and those who do not do them. And he said, these two people are like two people who went out to build. And one built his house on the sand. And the other one built his house on the rock. Now two of them, they are all built. One built on the shore, one built on the rock. But the wind, the storms of life, they blew. They blew against both houses. All of them went through some storm, through some trouble, through some hassle. But at the end of the day, the one who had built on the sand... His house collapsed. But the one who had built on a rock, his building stood. Now, if you build something on a firm foundation, it stands the test of time. Yeah, it stands the test of time. But when you don't build on a firm foundation, a slightest shaking, sometimes it has been, the building has been there for a long time because it has not gone through any shaking. It has not gone through any challenge. But when it goes through a challenge, you see, what it was built on by the outcome after the storm. When the storm is over, you see the outcome. When the building has broken down and has fallen down, you see that the building was not built on the right foundation. May your life be built on the right foundation. This church is a good foundation to build your life on. Yeah. It's a church that is built on the word of God. It's not built on on somebody's vision. It's built on the word of God. And we want you to be permanent members of it. Somebody say, hey, pastor, but are you saying, how can I say I'll be in this church till I die? It's like marriage. It's like marriage. We know things happen in marriage. We know some marriages don't work. But nobody enters a marriage that as I'm entering into the marriage, my plan is that I'm going to be married. Okay, I need a nice, uh, you are a nice girl, come. All of you are nice girls, plus the boys, anybody, come. But I just need only one. Now, social distancing. So, would you like to go into a marriage where it's like the person has told you, I mean, he's honest, he's upfront from the beginning. I'm going to be married to you for six months. Okay, six months. I mean, I, it's, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be like the man that pastor was talking about who lies. So as for me, I'm telling you the truth in advance. Our marriage is going to be for six months. Okay, after six months, I'm going to leave you. And I'm going to marry my high school sweetheart. Okay. Oh, did you say no? I, I can't give you my mic because of the law. But did you just say no? Why no? Because that's what I have, six months. Ah, she said she won't marry me again. Guys, am I not a good man? At least I told her the truth in advance that I'm going to be married to her for six months. She says, no. Why, 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 why? You don't, what, what do you want? Six 
okay, I'll marry somebody else. There are so many people who don't get anybody to marry them. So I'll give you a little, give you a little, give you a little. What, what, what do you think? I'm sharing the love for everybody. What, what, isn't it a good plan? It's a good plan, but not for me. No, not a good plan for you. It's not a good plan for her. But how long do you want to be married? A lifetime. A lifetime? Did, did you hear that? If we are going to marry, then she wants to be married for a lifetime. In the same way, that's how, that's how we enter into marriage. We don't enter into marriage. That I'm, well, I don't know what, what will happen in the next three years. I don't know what will happen in the next three years. Let's see how life goes. And, and let's, no, everybody wants to enter. We even make you sign an agreement. The agreement says that till death do us part. The only thing that can spoil this marriage is death. Everybody wants to be married for the same way God also wants to be with us forever. And when God puts you in a church, He wants you to be in the church with that mind and that understanding that I'm part of this thing forever. The storms will blow. I mean, I've been married for about 18 or so years. I don't know how my wife counts, but for, for so years. There are only three things that can bring my marriage to an end. As far as I'm concerned, in my mind. Now, I die and I go to heaven. Or my wife dies and she goes to heaven. Or Jesus comes and we all go to heaven. That's, that's it. That's, in my mind, that's it. Yeah, that's my understanding. My understanding is not that, okay, I'm marrying you a little then after about... Um, at least if I get to 20 I've done very well so 20 years then, then we part ways then I find some other no everybody wants to be married forever the same way God also wants you to be in the church forever and have the mind that I am in the church forever not that I'm in the church for, I'm part timing for a short time for 3 months for 4 months no thank you very much your plan should be that you will be in the church in this church forever forever things happen yes we know but that should be your plan if you don't have that mind even when you are in the marriage you see or when you are in the church because you know that you are just here for a while even you will invest yourself into the church properly you invest or even the slightest shaking you say you know something even me i'm here for just a short while so it's time for me to vie yeah, that's what you would do. It's time for me to vow. I've been here for some time. I've seen this shaking. I'm just vying. No. But when you are in it, I mean, I've been married for some time. I mean, there have been issues. I mean, I'm a very nice person. I don't quarrel. If you can ask my wife. I don't quarrel. <laughs> I just say what I'm thinking. <laughs> do you get it? But we've had issues. Never has it crossed our minds that because of these our issues, let's 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 separate. Separate to what? Except me personally, I don't know anybody who can marry me. That, that's my personal opinion. The way I am, it's not nice in that way. So the person who can tolerate me is the person who God gave me. Yeah, because if you you two years won't come, you will retire. You will see that no, 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 no. It's not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but as for Bishop, when I see him in church, the way he looks very tall, dark, handsome, and it's always talking nicely. It will be a very happiness all over the place. Happiness, happiness, happiness. Please, don't, don't try. Yeah. When I see him, every hour is happy hour. Anytime is tea time. <laughs> it's not true. 
It's not true. It's not true. When you are praying, pray for my wife. Hallelujah. <laughs> but God wants us to be part of what he has put us in forever. At least have that mind of permanence. When we say somebody is permanent, it means the person is not easily moved. Can, it's, it's unmovable. Cannot be moved. This building is permanently here. You can't go and come back and next week you find it that it's gone to downtown. It's permanently here. Permanence. Permanence. Now, I want to take you through reasons why you must be a permanent member of this church. Your plan must be, I'm going to be in this church till I die. And you tell yourself, the only thing that can take me out of this church is either I die or Jesus comes. That's, that's it. Yeah. I mean, one day that I'll be by your graveside burying you or you'll be by my graveside burying me. That's, that's how it should be. We've been in the church 30 years, 40 years. That's how it should be. Not that I've been here for a little while, now I'm going to be somewhere else also for a while, testing the waters. No, it doesn't work like one day when I'm lying in my grave, I'm lying in state to be buried, you should be, I should see you filing past. Then if you have been a good church member, when you pass by the, 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 the what do you call it, the coffin, then I give you, uh, yeah. but if you have been a very bad church member, then I open one eye and say, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> I'm watching you closely. Do you get it? That's, that's what Skumbuzo, that's what it should be. Not that I'm here for a while. I'm here for a short, no, permanent. Why should you be a permanent member of this church? Number one, I'm preaching shortly. So number one, the first reason is that I'm preaching from this book, the mega church. Okay. The first reason why you must be a permanent member of this church is because you are part of a family. You are part of what? A family. You are part of a family. <laughs> you are part of a family. Hallelujah. Bible talks about God's family. It says the family is named. He's talking about Jesus Christ. It's named after Christ or in Christ. Ephesians 3.15. It says... Of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. He's talking about Jesus Christ. The whole family, this family that we have, is named in Christ. When God puts you in a church, God has put you in a family. God has not put you in a society. The church is not a stockville. Or what they call, the, the closest called Amafela. I don't know what you call it here. Ngalelo. Do you have Ngalelo? These are all closer names. What do the Zulus call? The, the Stockville, the one they come together, put their monies together, put their everything together. Society or whatever. The church is not a, the church is a family. How are you connected to your family? You are connected by blood. Is that not so? You were born either by the same mother or by the same father or both. The same way in the church, we are connected by the blood of Jesus. Yeah, by the blood of Jesus. I am far more connected to my church family than perhaps my, 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 my black family. When you take my blood family, I can just count the people I'm connected to on my fingers. On one hand, one, two, three, like that, it's finished. 
but my church family gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Hallelujah. Now, when you are part of a family, you, you, you are part of it forever. When God puts you in a family, you are part of it forever. You are part of what? The Naidu family. You cannot leave the Naidu family. You are part of the, which one? <laughs> Mawanja something family. You are part of it forever. You can't leave it. You may travel, but you can't leave. You are still part of the family. And in every family, things happen. Sometimes there are people who are not happy with some people. Some of my family members, I try to go very far away from them. Because when they talk, they shout. I can't stand people who, when, like we are having a conversation, but as you are talking, you are shouting. As soon as you start shouting, I almost stop listening. Do you, do you see it? Uh-huh. So, it's like, talk, come talk. I say, hey, why? And they speak French also. That makes it even worse. I say, hey. But I, I can't leave the I'm part of the Harley family. I mean, who wouldn't like to belong to the Harley family? I mean, such a beautiful name. I married a girl, I gave her my name. Yeah, beautiful name. I always want to be part of it. I can't go, no matter what happens, I can't leave it. In that same way, when God has put you in his family, you can't leave it. You don't leave it. So, I had a quarrel with my sister or my uncle. My, two of my uncles are having a quarrel. So, I've left the family. How do you leave the family? How do you leave? Sometimes even some of the quarrels in the family has nothing to do with you. You are just a child in the, in the house. You just continue being a child. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change. The, their quarrel doesn't change what you eat. It doesn't change where you go. It doesn't change what you wear. So, because they are currently, I've decided to leave the family. How do you leave the family like that? You don't. You do not. You do not leave a family. Many, many church, many Christians don't see the church as a family. That's why the slightest opportunity, oh, I'm going to join this other church. This church, what's the name of the church? Lighthouse Chapel International. I've seen another church. It's a light of international. I like that. They, they also have the light. I'm going to join it. Oh, I've heard of a prophet. He has come to town. He's spitting prophecies all over the place. I'm going to join it. No. You don't leave your family. Sometimes you have an argument in the house. Maybe your mother says something you don't like or your child does something you don't like. Then you, you say, oh, I've moved to next door. Do you do that? Do you do that? It's unfortunate I can't come to you, but I wish I could come to you and ask you real. Do you you leave your family to say, because this, this, the other day my father shouted at me or my father whipped me. Do you whip here? Okay, by law you don't. So we take you to Zimbabwe, whip you and bring you back. Yeah. I did something I was corrected or I was shouted at. So I've moved next door. I've joined the family next I see that the people next door, they have Netflix. So I've moved to go and join that family. You don't do that. You, you get angry a while. You make a face for some time. You look moody for some time. Even when we ask you a question, questions that you answer with your mouth, now you use your head to answer. But you don't leave the family. <laughs> am I saying something or am I saying something? 
Or she said, am I preaching or am I preaching? I told you, I've never preached to ninjas before, so please help me preach, okay, please. People who have covered half of their faces, I've never preached to them before. Yeah, yeah, you see your head to answer. Yeah, you don't say because the other day when, I, look, when I was growing up, there was a point in my house, a small house, cousins, um, some people who, I don't know, we, we were so many in the house. So many, about 10 children in one house at a certain, in a certain season. So when they make the food, they dish for everybody. If you don't come quickly, by the time you come, your meat on your food has disappeared. And there's no particular pot that's for anybody or bowl that's for anybody. They've 10 children, they've put 10 plates here. They've dished all. So when you come, you pick yours. When you come, you pick yours. If you don't come home quickly or soon enough, by the time you get home, you see that there are four plates left. None of them has meat on it. And you'll be wondering, hey, magic. Is it like our parents didn't give us meat today or what? Yeah, only rice and gravy. Some days if you don't come early, by the time you come, they've washed all the dishes. So you'll be wondering, is it like Mommy didn't cook today or what? And you see somebody is just chewing a bone and very happy. But there's no, no sign of food made in the house. You don't say because I didn't get You just believe God and you go and sleep. <laughs> Look, you have faith that when you sleep, you won't die. You wake up the next day and you are okay. That's all. But you don't say because of because I didn't get anything to eat yesterday. The boys have eaten, especially when the boys come before the girls. Usually it's the girls who suffer a lot. When the boys come home before the girls, the food disappears. You say, Oh, because of that, I'm so angry. I've left, I've left this family. I'm going to join another family. I'm joining the family next door. No, nobody does that. We stay with our family forever. Forever, and we are proud of our families. That's how you should be proud of the church. If you can see the church as a family, you will be proud of the church. You'll be excited about the church. You'll be happy about the church. When time people talk about your church, you become you. You when they say something evil about the church, you become agitated. Yeah, you don't. I mean, if I if I started to talk, you are the Duma family. If I started to talk about your father, you see the Duma family, there's that. You, 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 immediately you will rise up. And even sometimes when I'm making examples in the church, I try to use familiar people because if I make a mistake now and I mention a name, a name, even sometimes I use imaginary names from other parts of the world because if I mention a name that is common and then it's, it happens to be your family and I don't say something good about it, you can easily get angry. But how come that you can be there? People talk about the church and you don't get angry. People say wicked and callous things about the church, but you don't get angry. You, it, it doesn't, you don't get agitated. That, why, why, why is she saying what she's saying? You never get worked out. You rather say, oh, she has a point. She doesn't have a point. If I were to say that your family has witches, you will never, although you have, although you have one auntie in the family who behaves like a witch, Look, let me stand here. Although you have one, one auntie in the family, her, her ways are witch-like. You will never accept and allow for me to say that, oh, there, you, this family has witches. Never. Yeah. You will 
agree. Meanwhile, look, let's be honest. You have that, that your auntie from Tofimbaba, the way she behaves. Look, the way she moves in the house. Even you, you have thought about it before that. This woman has something. Do you get it? But if I see it, that one is a problem. That one is a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. Because it's your family. It's dear to your heart. It's personal to you. Yeah, we all have it like that. We all have, I mean, let's be honest. I'm sure you have somebody in your family. <sighs> one of the guys, your uncle's son. I don't mean your family. I'm just talking about the family in the world. It's like you, the way he behaves. You don't know whether it's the daha or that's how he was born. Or he fell down when he was a baby. But if I come and I say there's a madman in your family, you will get angry. Say, we went to church on Sunday. The pastor said there are madmen in our family. How can he say that about my family? Meanwhile, you know that if he asked you were going home, you were hoping that that your cousin won't be in the house because you know his ways. Yeah, I, I know a guy. His brother called me for a meeting. <laughs> when he called me for the meeting, he said, "Talk to this guy for me." I said, "What is the problem?" He, said, he comes home in the night, and he will open the fridge. And then he would just wee wee into the fridge. Yeah, he's so drunk that he doesn't know the difference between the, he said, he said the toilet, the, the, door, the light is now automatic. When you open the door, the light comes on. When you close it, the light goes off by itself. Meanwhile, he's wee wee into the fridge. If you are part of the family, you know it, but you won't let an outsider say that about your family. Yeah. So how come that we are able to allow somebody to say that about our church family? And we don't get agitated. We, we rather smile. Sometimes even we go, we like. Like. So why are you doing, oh, I was just liking her hairstyle. Not, it's the wrong time to like her hairstyle. Yeah. The church is a family. God puts you in a family. Decide to be part of the family. Look, just go and look at your biological family and see how your feelings are to the family. That's how your feelings should be to your spiritual family that God has put you in. Yeah, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Nobody gets I'm, I'm waiting for the day where something happened in your house, you were not happy, then you change your name. You change your name. Your name was uh, um, Mandla Inkosi. Then you say, okay, from today, I will not be called Inkosi again. I've changed. Now I'm called Mandla Zuma. No, you don't change your name. You stay with your family. You say, oh, this is my family. This is, I'm not happy with this, my uncle. I'm not happy with my sister. I'm not happy with my mother. I'm not happy with my daughter. But it is my family. That's it. When I was in primary school, I used, there was a, a time in primary school that I was there and my big sister was also there. When I do something mischievous and I'm being whipped, and usually that school, they'll whip you at assembly for the whole school to see. When I'm being whipped, then my sister will be crying. You know, she did nothing. She even told me, don't do it. I said, she told me when we were coming to school, don't do this thing again, or she will get into trouble. I said, oh, yes, yes, when I go there and I do it, then they will whip me. Then she will be crying. What? 
family. I used to have even a cousin in primary school. A cousin, he was bigger. He was older and bigger. One day, I mean, since I was born, I've gotten into two fights, two. So this was the first one. So this one, I got into a fight with a certain guy. And the guy promised me that. I mean, we were just running our mouth. You know the way it is. I, mean, we, I, don't, I don't know why he took it to World Cup. We were just running our mouth. You know, he would say something and I'll say something. Say something. Then he said, after school, we'll settle this. Then I said to myself, why? What is there to settle? He said, no, after school. I said, yo, what am I going to do? <laughs> to do. So, school was over. I was waiting for the teacher. <laughs> no, no, I waited for I thought, oh, by now he's gone. When I came downstairs, he was waiting for me downstairs. I said, what am I going to do? So, it's like, show down. Then, you know, boys, they circled all of us. Suddenly, I was in a ring with this guy. <laughs> the fight was going to start. <laughs> When I look at this guy, I can, I can see that he's going to send me to heaven today. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm not ready to go to heaven. So at a point, I said, hmm, what am I going to do? Then fortunately, just around that time, I saw that my big cousin passing around. I just called him. Then he came and said, what's happening? Who's going to beat my brother? Suddenly, I graduated from cousin to brother. I said, wow. Then he came in and he took over the fight. Then he started to fight with this guy. So I now joined the, the fans and we were cheering. Look, this boy, he beat my cousin like he beat him like his child. Do, do you when I say he beat him like his child, you don't understand. Listen, he beat him to the you know that they can beat you and you can't do anything again. So then he put him on the ground. Then he sat on him. Then he will slap you. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. That type of beating. <laughs> then he, he took sand from the... And then he put it in my cousin's mouth. Like, eat sand. I'm, next time when you see me, don't come. Hey! Look! <laughs> when he started to give him the sand, I knew that it was time for me to run away. <laughs> Look, when I went home, I was planning how to stop the school, <laughs> join another school. I'm telling you. I was thinking, how do I join another school or something else? What story do I tell my father so that they can take me to the next school? But somewhere, somehow, after he had beaten my cousin, he was okay. So when I came to school the next day, there was peace. We, I was joining him. We were laughing at my cousins. Right? Now even my cousin wanted to beat me. <laughs> but why did my cousin suffer such beatings? The reason is simple. I, was, I, I am part of his family. He rose up to take the beatings because I am part of his family. When you are part of a family, when, no matter what the problem is, you rise and say, look, eh, what's the problem? Who is saying what? You don't go and join the outsiders against the insiders. 
God wants you to make a decision today that once I am part of this family, I'm part of it forever. Yeah, I'm part of it forever. Number two, second reason. Oh, you can clap your hands, it's cold. My fingers are cold. The second reason why you must be in this church permanently, have a mind that I'm in this church forever, is here. You are part of a building. It says, be a permanent member because you are part of a building. First Corinthians 3, 9, the Bible says that, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. We are God's building. We are God's building. Now, you, when you look at a building, a building is made up of pillars, blocks, or bricks, cement in between to keep the bricks together. To keep the bricks together. Never will you go to town and come and you, you see that one portion of the building has gone away. We were here yesterday, we were here on Friday. The same parts of the building that were here, even during the lockdown that we were away from the building for, for two months, the building has not moved. Those of you who are coming here for the first time after the lockdown, you see that the building is still here. The building has not gone anywhere. The fixtures are where they are. The wood is where it is. The door is where it is. The windows are where they are. The bricks, the columns, everybody is where they are. When, when the Bible says you are part of a building, the Bible is intending for you to be like the brick. Some of you are pillars. Some of you are bricks. Some of you are the cement. The cement is the part of the church that holds the, the, the pieces together. Some of you, your presence in the church holds other people in the church properly. Yeah. Some of you are pillars. You are so strong. You hold the whole building together. But never will you come, Pumzile, that a pillar here, or even you forget the door that you have come, the door has decided, look, I've been here for some time. When it's cold, when I'm here alone, they don't turn on the heater. I'm the only one feeling the cold. So I've decided that I have left. I'm going to be a door for another church. I see, I see the church that is up the street. It has a lot of colored people. They, they are like my type. So I'm going to be a door there. These black people, they don't treat me well. They don't know how to. I mean, like my children. I mean, my children, they, they suffer. Oh. <laughs> when they, they open the door, they just slam the door. Bram. I said, look, don't slam the door. Just close the door. Don't slam the door. Just close the door. And many of us are like that. So the door says, every day you are slamming me. Instead of closing me gently. I've decided that now I've left. I'm going to be a door. I've seen a church with white people. White, as for white people, they are not like that at all. So I'm going to be a door for a church with white people. No, never. We go, we come all the time. The door is there. Doesn't go anywhere. When you are a part of a building, you do not go anywhere. You stay as part of the building. You don't go anywhere. 
You don't rise up and say, oh, even, look, when it's rain, I want to be a door inside because there are some doors. I'm not the only door around. There are some doors. They are always inside. When it rains, the rain never beats them. But I'm a door outside. When it rains, the rain beats me. When the sun shines, it's, it's harsh on me. Everything is on me. So now I'm tired. If you don't allow me to be a door inside, then I'm going to be a door at another house. Never. Doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen like that. The same way as church members, it should never happen like that with us. The sun was burning you or beating you, whichever word is the right one. Burning you. My wife is not here to help me. So the sun was burning you. It will burn you. That's that's the part of the building that you are on. Yeah, can you imagine when you get home today after church, your toilet has decided that, you know, no, I'm serious. I mean, you get home and your toilet has decided that you know something. Today, uh, the, because of this morning, I don't know what, what, what you ate yesterday, but today when you came in the morning, it, it wasn't easy for me at all. So I've decided that you know something. I've resigned from this house. I'm going to be a toilet at another place. I mean, seriously, Lee, I think about it. I mean, the way, the way you came, and you didn't even take your time to come directly into the center. You went around all the place before. No. Or your kitchen. Can you imagine that when you get home after church, as you are hungry, you want to eat. When you get to the kitchen, the kitchen has decided that you know something. No. People, people are not grateful to me. I always make people happy. I make them full. But never, when they, are, when they are buying new things, they only buy it for the living room. So I have decided that I won't be a kitchen again. I'm going to join another building and be a kitchen there. It never happens. As, 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 as ludicrous as it sounds, it never happens. It never happens. That's how, that's, God is using these metaphors. To explain to us what the church is. And he says, you are God's building. Yeah, you are God's building. You are God's building. Every part of a building is important. And Pastor, I mean, I don't think that I'm very important in the church. You know, sometimes the way I see the things, I'm not a very important. Every part of your building is important. Yeah, it's important. Every part. The hall, the kitchen. The bathroom, the toilet, the bedroom, every part is important. If you build your house without one of them, you will see that life will not be easy in that house at all. Every part is important. Even the toilet, that takes, I mean, it's like the room that people, even when you are in church, even as a pastor, as I'm preaching, I've used the word toilet about four times. I mean, <laughs> but imagine you had a house without, without it. Without it, it won't be easy at all. I mean, you can't survive there. Yeah. So every member, no matter which corner you are in, you are important. And the, the building cannot do without you. It cannot do without you. Now, it's time for you to realize that you are, you are a permanent fixture of the church. Therefore, 
you, you, you can't be going, just as we talked about the marriage, you can't do six months, then you go to this side. Eight months, no. If you're a member of the church, your mind should be that I'm a member of this church till I die. And my prayer is that you will be a member of the church until you die. That nothing will, when the wind blows, it won't blow you out. When the storms blew, it won't blow you out. But you will be part of it forever. Look, things to take us out of the church, we have seen them. It's not everything we can say in the microphone. If we were writing a letter, I would have written it to you. But think they happen. But because the mind, it's just like, it's just like your marriage. Those of you who are married. If there's nobody who's, if you are married for six months, a reason for you to leave the marriage would have presented itself. Oh yeah, six, only, if, he, if Pastor Prince is saying yes, Bishop, then, you, then he's serious. Yeah, because Pastor Prince is one of the most peaceful people I know. Peaceful. And somebody will say peaceful. One of the most peaceful people I know. Yeah, very peaceful. Doesn't quarrel, doesn't argue, doesn't like it. I mean, I hear he's a guy, I can't believe it. Because, no, Pastor was a gang. Gang, Gangs are a certain ethnic group. They really like to quarrel. So I'm even surprised that he really is one. Are you sure you are one? Eh, very peaceful person. Married to an equally peaceful person. Yet, there are th- things happen. That's it for every marriage. The same way in the church, things like that happen. But when they do, you should decide. Because I'm in this. You see, even you should have the mind that I'm in this forever. And because you are in it forever, what it does is that it makes sure that your mind is settled. You are not moved by the things that happen. I pray that we will be settled in our minds and we'll be stable in our minds that God has put us in a family. God has put us as part of a building that it will never even cross our mind that it's time to move to another place. It's that, but we'll have a mind that we are here permanently, forever, unmovable. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 58 that be steadfast. I finish with this scripture. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that your labor of love in the Lord is not in vain. Your labor will not be in vain. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. Your labor will not be in vain. It will not be in vain. Lift up your hands and just pray as we close in this cold Sunday morning. Pray that God will make your feet stable. God will make your heart stable. God will make your mind stable. God will make you stable in your mind and in your heart. In the name of Jesus. Just pray wherever you are. That you will be settled in our minds. 
reminds that God has indeed put us in a family. God has put us as part of a building that nothing will remove us and nothing will displace us in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I want you to also pray for yourself that anything, pray and rebuke and curse anything trying to shake your foundation and to remove you from where God has put you. Rise up now and rebuke it now in the name of Jesus. Father, we rebuke any influence, any situation, any challenge, any pressure, any, 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 any problem that is trying to remove us from where you have placed us, Lord. We cast it now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it now in the name of Jesus that our feet will be planted, our feet will be planted in this house as you have placed us as part of a family and part of a building. We will be stable. We will be still in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That our minds will not change. We will be like you. You are not the son of man that you should repent. Lord, that our minds will be stayed on you and will be stable in where you have planted us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you. Lift your hands and just stand God wherever you are. Just thank God wherever you are. Father, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you. Thank you for stability. Thank you for stability. Thank you for stability. Thank you for thank him that he's making you stable. He's making you stable. He's making you stable. My God, my God, my God, my God. Le pando kase kotate lebe. Kantoloboski pantotala. Limpando kalebonde riantolabaka. Limpando loboske tolianda. Limako labaka. Limako badi. Repedodoski palaba. Thank you for stability. Thank you for stability. My God. Limpando kalebokala. Kemolala setole. Ripatova, thank him that the deception of the devil is over, is over, is over, is over. Lepado Kalebakatala, Prada de Dede Setolibaka, Kayalolo Sepalala, Limpando Kaleboka, Rapadava, Skepalola, Lento Kalebokandebrasi, Limpando Badekendebaka. Somebody here is being set free. You are being set free today. You are being set free. Thank God for deliverance right now. Thank God for deliverance right now. Deliverance for your children. Deliverance for you. Deliverance for your family. Deliverance for you. Deliverance for your friends. Deliverance for your children. Kalabedo 
The snare of the fowler is broken. The snare of the fowler is broken. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every trap of the evil one. You have escaped today. You have escaped it today. In the name of Jesus. My God, my God. Thank him. Thank him that you have escaped the trap of the evil one. The trap of the devil. You have escaped that now. Now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O God. Thank you, O God. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We give you glory. We thank you. Thank you that the snare of the fowler is broken. Thank you that we are free. Thank you that we have escaped. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for deliverance. In the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you that from today. In our minds. And in our hearts. Permanence. And stability. Is here. We give you glory Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. If you are at home say amen. Oh, we are free. We are free. Bible says what the Lord does is forever. If God has put you in this house, he has put you in this house forever. Yeah, nothing will remove you. Nothing will take you off. Nothing will sway you. Nothing will destabilize you. You are a permanent member of the family God has put you in. Put your hands together for the Lord one more time. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. I have not accepted Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. If you are here like that, I just want to pray with you shortly as we close. I want to pray with you to surrender your life to Jesus. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand, please. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. If you are at home, you want to surrender your life to Jesus. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If your hand is up and the whole church help us pray, say, Dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. From today, I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.